You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 806 of the Locked on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland. It is Thursday evening. The NBA lot draft lottery is now in the books. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, rival low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Obviously, this is a big night for the Hawks, and uh, ultimately, they got a little bit unlucky. Not terribly unlucky, but certainly not as lucky as they wanted to be, I have to say, in drawing to the number 6 overall pick. If you missed that, that's what happened, of course, on Thursday evening. Coming into the draft, that was the position that was actually the most likely single spot for Atlanta. A 25.74% chance to be number the number 6 overall pick, and that's where they ended up. With that said... Even with it being the most likely single spot for Atlanta, they were uh, supposed to be, their average position was higher, of course, than six. In fact, it was about a coin flip, 48% in the top four, 52% outside the top four, and it was 55% to be in the top five. So if you just go off of that, the Hawks did get a little bit unlucky here. Obviously, Travis Schlenk did say, uh, I guess to his credit, he was not trying to put up a negative face. He said that that was where they were expected to be. And number six overall, I'm not sure I believe him, but alas, there you go on that. And uh, obviously, you know, the fan base would know this, and they've been saying it ever since. There's been a lot of uh, fatalism, and I totally understand that. It's obviously not ideal, I will say that. Um, it's definitely a below-average outcome from where they compared to be uh, before the lottery actually happened, by the math, etc. But we have to go from there, and we'll, have, of course, have plenty of content in the coming days, including on this podcast, uh, hopefully for a guest tomorrow, etc. And uh, we'll react to that. And now we know where the Hawks will be picking, at least where they have their own pick at the moment when the draft arrives. So uh, going back to what I was saying before about Travis Schlenk, he gave an interview via Zoom after the draft process, uh, sorry, the lottery process was over and gave, uh, you know, nothing terribly out of the ordinary for Travis. He reiterated that best player available is the mantra for Atlanta, essentially. He did, he did definitely keep the door open for trades and moves, however. He said, uh, candidly, they had not um, shied away from making moves in the past. Um, not, not afraid to do that, and that's, that's kind of the words that he was using. That's obviously been the case in his tenure to this point in time. He also said that they're not afraid of a competition at certain spots. And I quote now from Travis, you can never have too many good players, end quote, which is something that I strongly agree with. He definitely uh, did not talk about uh, one position necessarily, but the Hawks, of course, have a bunch of wings already. They have bigs already, and of course, Trey Young. They could draft a player that overlaps with one of their players that they, that they currently have or more. That's uh, sort of the reality of the situation, and uh, Travis is not shying away from that. He did acknowledge the challenges in this class with a lot of players not having a ton of tape on them between injuries and the season being cut, season being cut short, etc. He didn't mention any names at all, not a single name of a draft prospect was uttered uh, that I caught anyway on the Zoom call. But he did refer to James Wiseman uh, indirectly, been saying that there was at least one prospect that left college early. That's he's the only one that that, that, that applies to. Keep that in mind. Um, Travis was asked a couple different couple different ways, I should say, and times about the stated goal in some circles about the Hawks making the playoffs next year. One that he's not stated publicly, but alas. Um, he asked, uh, the one that I wanted to specifically t- talk about now is that he was asked about if it would change the philosophy of the draft pick at all to, you know, the team trying to be good this year, maybe go a little bit older, more safer. And he basically said no to that. 
pivoting things back to the best player available long-term strategy. He's been very clear about this the entire time he's been here, at least publicly, is that the Hawks look for the best the best long-term player. That's what they're looking for. I think the only, only way that I would uh, sort of add to that in this particular draft and moving forward is that the best long-term player that also fits with Trey Young, um, and honestly, the most high-profile um, fit concern was LaMelo Ball, who is now probably off the board for the Hawks. So there you go on that, um, you know, in terms of fit. There'll obviously be, be some questions along the way, but yeah, number six overall. Uh, the One of the one of the small wins of number six overall, if you're trying to be optimistic, and you know me, I'm optimistic on this podcast, is that the Hawks actually gained some cap space. Uh, the cap hold projection for number four overall is about a million plus dollars higher than number six. So if you wanted to uh, be concerned about cap space, that is one positive fallout of this. And uh, as Travis said on the Zoom, it could have been worse. And that's absolutely true. The Hawks did have about a 18, 19% chance to fall out of the top six entirely. And uh, number six overall, there are a lot of players that we've, that we've discussed the entire time uh, during this run on the podcast between the end of the sort of the hiatus and now that I've discussed as being options even at three or four. So there's lots of flexibility. There's not there's not really a whole lot of certainty. In fact, I was making my sort of Hawks big board or at least um, gathering the players that I thought would be in consideration for a piece that I wrote at PeacetreeHoops.com on Thursday, on Thursday night. And the only two guys that I really removed from that piece were Lamella Ball and, and Anthony Edwards. Now, I guess it's not impossible one of those guys falls. It, it does seem impossible to me that one of those two guys falls. I would also say that, you know, maybe someone like, someone like James Wiseman might be gone by then. There's some buzz about that. But regardless, it's a good bet that someone that you like, if you're listening to this podcast, will be there at six. Um, there will definitely be some prospects that I like at six. Uh, my board is a little bit um, fluid at this point in time, still two months away. But uh, it's not the end of the world. I know it's not going to be Anthony Edwards. It's not going to be Lamella Ball, probably, unless you, unless you trade up, etc. But uh, there's still plenty of good, talented players that will be available for the Hawks to pick from. And there you go on that. Okay, we'll have plenty more about some prospects after this break, as well as the latest news on next season and some final takeaways on the podcast. But before we get to that, a word from our sponsors on today's podcast. The first of which is rockauto.com. With the increasing number of makes and models now impossible for chain stores to stock all the car and truck parts that you need, why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait forever while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer choosing only the brand that the warehouse happens to carry? Instead, you have rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. It's a much, much better option. Chain stores have different price tiers for pro mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but at rockauto.com, prices are always the same for everybody and they're always the lowest price as possible. rockauto.com is everything you need, just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle choose the brands the specs and the prices that you actually prefer rockauto.com is for everyone and does not require a membership or an account login and best of all prices at rockauto.com are always low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same exact parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we that we sent you to them amazing selection reliable low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Today's podcast is also brought to you by the good folks at DoorDash. You want Chinese food, they want pizza, and someone else is craving dessert, but fortunately there's something for everybody on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and, you, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery, drop-off setting as DoorDash aims to keep communities safe. DoorDash has over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and Puerto Rico. You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants. In fact, I used DoorDash just this evening to eat my dinner during the NBA Draft Lottery, so shouts to DoorDash for that. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order. 
for $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That is $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. As noted previously uh, in the earlier portion of the podcast, I did make a quick 13-player list that I think the Hawks could consider. And I wrote about that at peacetreegroups.com, so if you missed that, it's a very quick primer. If you're a diehard listener and a diehard draft person, you probably don't want to take too much from that. From that. But if you're someone who's just dry, getting into the draft now, welcome to the party, and that might be a good uh, sort of primer for you. Would I consider all 13 players for me at number 6 overall as the Hawks? No, I would not. Could they be considering a player that isn't on the list? Um, obviously, they certainly could be. Travis Schlenk is not shy about his own evaluations, and maybe he has someone on, the li- on his list that I don't have on my list for the number 6 overall pick. But I, I did try to cast a wide net, and again, that 13-player list does not include Baller Edwards, but I did include everybody else because I think it's at least in play. I'm going to read you the names now quickly that I at least put on that list, and these are in alphabetical order. Cole Anthony in North Carolina, Denny Abdia from Maccabi Tel Aviv, Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State, Killian Hayes from Ulm, Tyrese Maxey from, from Kentucky, um, Aaron Neesmith from Vanderbilt, Onyeka Kongwu from USC, Isaac Okoro from Auburn, Alexei Pokashevsky from Olympiakos' B-team, Obi Toppin from Dayton, Devin Vassell from Florida State, Patrick Williams from Florida State, and James Wiseman from Memphis. Now, obviously, uh, if you're listening for the, to the podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I'm a little bit higher on some of these guys, a little bit lower on some of these guys. Um, I have a couple of tiers to get into that we'll obviously unpack in the coming weeks. Um, guys like Hayes and Okongwu and Okoro and maybe Vassell are in a little bit of a higher place for me personally. Um, like, I was actually shocked to see Killian Hayes fall to number 14 on ESPN's first mock draft. I had Killian Hayes at number three overall on my uh, sort of non-Hawks big board, so that was a pretty shocking fall. Um, mock drafts are flying around. I would definitely recommend reading those, but not getting too attached to those at this point in time. They're all going to change. Um, all these guys are smart that do these that do these uh, prominent Intel-based mock drafts between, between the ESPN guys, Sam Massini from The Athletic, Jonathan Washburn from Bleacher Report, etc. Those are all worth reading, but I just wouldn't get too married to them right now um, because they're not going to be married to them either. They're all going to change. Keep that in mind. But the Hawks were sort of making the rounds. I'll, I'll be talking about that more in the future as well. But I keep all of that in mind. Like the guys that I personally would not be taking if I was the Hawks at number six overall, uh, Cole Anthony, I would not take for Atlanta unless something drastically changes in my head. Um, that's a guy that I would um, not cross off, but I would not take if it was me. I can't come to a scenario on my board where I would take him at number six. Um, Aaron Neesmith, that's too high for me for him. Um, definitely a, a sharpshooter, but someone I would not take there. And also, um, I probably would not take Patrick Williams from Florida State. Uh, he is a late he's a late rising guy. There was some buzz from Jonathan Wasserman of Bleacher Report on Thursday about Williams being a fast riser. I've also heard that. I wouldn't take him number six, but uh, maybe he's going to get some healing him in the coming days. Um, everybody else you could sort of make a case for, even Pokashevsky, who I'm not that high on, but you at least see the case for him. There's upside there, and we have I have plenty of people lined up to talk about how fun and exciting he is. So you know there are guys that I would not prefer probably among the guys that I haven't talked about, but for me. My list is a little bit smaller than what I would be thinking about, and that is Denny Avdia, um, maybe Tyrese Halliburton, Killian Hayes. Um, I would at least consider Tyrese Max. He probably wouldn't take him, but at least have him on the list. Uh, and then Akongwu, Okoro, uh, Toppin, Vassell, and uh, maybe Wiseman. But Wiseman, uh, I'm assuming if, of all these players, if I had to bet on one that will not be available, it's probably Wiseman, uh, followed by maybe Avdia. Those, those would be the next two guys that I would say are likeliest to not be available for the Hawks at number six overall. Again, it's still very, very early. Luck can change, but Wiseman's always been a guy that NBA teams are high on, so I'm not expecting him to be available. Keep that in mind as well. So, 
those are the 13 players that I wrote about. Again, my list is probably closer to like seven or eight that I'd be actually considering in that range based on who's available, et cetera, et cetera. But we'll obviously have more time to talk about that in the future. So overall on the lottery, I'm getting a ton of questions already about trades and I totally understand why. Um, no fan of the Hawks wanted the number six overall pick and I totally understand that as well. It's natural to think about trades and try to get guys that you've been sort of thinking about already or trade out or trade back. Um, I've also seen a lot of people that are already kind of digging in on players that they specifically want. I, I counted, I think it was 10 or, 10 or 11 guys that I was asked about in the first hour after the lottery as uh, players that th- those um, listeners slash readers slash Twitter followers we're really interested in. And that's good. I think it's pretty interesting in a lot of ways as someone who's trying to be as unbiased as possible. Number six is not the best out- outcome for anyone, I will say, but there's just, there's just a lot of prospects worth talking about in this range, which does make it intriguing as someone who is going to be covering this over the next two months. Um, the board is very wide ranging and that, that is potentially interesting for the Hawks. Again, nothing changes for me in terms of what I've said the entire time about trades. Uh, this is not a trade updraft for me. I said the same thing last year. I meant it last year, and the Hawks did it anyway. So it's not, it's not as if the Hawks always do what I want what I want them to do, but I would not be trading up in this class. Um, I guess if you wanted to go all the way up to the top, if you were just in love with Anthony Edwards, that might be the way to do it. But I would not trade up for a role player, and I think most guys in this range are role players. I would not be wanting to do that if it was me. As far as moving down or moving out of the draft, I'd be open to it. I've been saying that the entire time. I think the Hawks do not have to trade the pick by any means. Um, I think it's pretty likely that they'll at least get solid value by picking at six. There are enough prospects that I like in this class. Schleich also might be wanting to target something more proven uh, in terms of a guy who's already in the league or maybe trading back for value. Uh, He didn't shy away from that, didn't say that they were going to do it by any means, but um, he's going to keep all his options open, as he should. Um, And that's kind of the way to approach this here. And there's just so much uncertainty at number six overall because, yeah, you have an idea of who two two or three of the guys ahead of you will be taken. But right now, especially today, you don't know what Cleveland's going to do at five. Like you don't know what these teams are going to do ahead of you. Chicago at four, even Charlotte at three. I, I think again, it will surprise me if Ball or if Ball and Edwards are not gone by two by, by like the third pick, um, maybe the fourth pick. But everybody else, nothing will shock me if they are still available for Atlanta. So keep all of that in mind. Obviously, a long way to go here. We're going to have a cavalcade of guests rolling through on the podcast. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, the last few years before the draft, that's kind of all I've done in advance of the draft is just have guests on, talk about all the scenarios, talk about people's opinions and mock drafts and uh, boards and just talk about what's going to happen. It's fun for me and hopefully fun for you to sort of dig in on all of these prospects. And again, I recommend if you're a new listener, welcome to the party. And I've been talking about the draft for several months now in-depth with plenty of guests from, you know, PD Webb to Tyler Jones and Jackson Frank and Max Carlin and Ben Pfeiffer and Brian Schroeder. Uh, all kinds of people have been on this podcast. I'll have more in the future from draft analysts. Uh, Zach Hood's been kind enough to give me a bunch of time on uh, breaking down the uh, position groups. There's been all kinds of guests already, and we'll have plenty more coming in the future, including hopefully tomorrow. I'm, an, I'm hoping for that. I never want to give guests away ahead of time, but hopefully that's going to work out. And again, I'll definitely say this one more time. Number six is not boring at all. There are 13 players that I already talked about in terms of that I think might be on the board for Atlanta, and that gives you lots of options. Okay, that'll do it for the for the draft lottery. There is one last news item to touch on real quickly because it happened on Thursday, about five hours before the lottery 
ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported that NBA free agency and potentially the draft could be delayed by, quote, several weeks. The ESPN reporting did say that the Player Association is telling its members to prepare for the timeline to be pushed back for free agency. And secondarily, the reporting says that some teams in the league are pushing for a delay that also includes the draft due to the financial uncertainty that would go hand in hand with both events. Right now, the draft is scheduled for October 16th. That's eight weeks from tomorrow, essentially. And then free agency would start 48 hours after that. Obviously, though, there's so much uncertainty money-wise, salary cap-wise, luxury tax-wise, and there's been some buzz about the CBA being torn apart and renegotiated. There's so many unknowns that I totally understand this. Um, obviously, it would not be great for me to have uh, even more content, more content to fill without anything else going on, but teams do need to know what's happening on the, on the salary cap side in order to sort of navigate both the draft for trade purposes and for agency. And another delay would not be great, but alas, it might be necessary. I mentioned before the Hawks actually get some extra cap space that they may not have been planning on, but that's just one fallout, one fallout of this. Also, a reminder from a tentative start date, um, you know, early in December, that's now very much in peril as well. If you, if you saw the lottery broadcast, Adam Silver said during the lottery broadcast tonight that December 1st is, quote, feeling a little bit early, end quote. To start, to start the season, and he says the number one goal for the NBA is to get fans back in the arenas. Um, December 1st, it's not going to happen for that, I don't think. So if you're looking to work with the NBA PA to potentially put, push things back to try to get fans in the arena, it's going to be a little bit later. Obviously for the Hawks, they're not playing, and they haven't been playing for quite some time. They do have the workouts coming in September, but uh, an even longer hiatus potentially for Atlanta. So I want to go ahead and update, update you on that. There is a lot going on, but uh, this is obviously a lottery fallout podcast first and foremost, but that was at least news that was worth, worth talking about this evening. So with that said, I'm going to get out of here now. I'm going to try to get the podcast up as quickly as possible while also doing some other things and writing, etc. But hopefully everybody um, will stay tuned. Again, I have a guest hopefully planned to come on on Friday that I will post as soon as I possibly can. I normally hold the podcast until the midnight or overnight hours, but that one I'm going to get up ASAP if it, if, it, if it ends up happening to get you ready for your weekend and some weekend listening. Again, please subscribe to the podcast. If you're a new listener, again, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today, and hopefully you'll come back for round two or th- round two or three after this. If you're a longtime listener, thank you so much for joining us. But again, please subscribe, please tell a friend, and we will see you at the very, very latest. I would imagine by Friday night I'll have a new podcast, but uh, stay tuned, and if you subscribe, you will have it in your feed immediately. So stay tuned for all of that, and thank you as always for listening.